You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Happy Mother's Day, CHCC. Today I'm with my good friend Sonia Guerra, and and she's the wife of David, uh, one of our elders, and also the mother of Aiden. And we've been doing ministry for a long time, and so I'm so excited that she's with me to talk about parenting. And we're going to be talking about parenting today, and then also uh, on Father's Day. And I know some of you, you're new parents and you're really excited. Some of you are seasoned parents and some of you, maybe you're in the fourth quarter of parenting and some of you, you don't have kids or you're past raising your kids. And, and some of you, maybe you're tempted to, to shut me off. And, and I would encourage you, don't do that. Give us a chance because we all believe that, there's parent, there, that we have kids that are around us. It might be nieces or nephews. Uh, we also believe here at Castle Hills that we all have a responsibility to help raise our kids uh, to, and help them become closer to Christ. And so as we talk about parenting, uh, parenting brings some of the greatest joys in your life. It also brings some of the greatest challenges. Uh, it's also stressful and, and there's some hard times. Sonia, why don't you share one of your challenges with parenting? Yeah, definitely. It was, um, it was really hard for me to say no to my son, especially when he was little. I wanted to just be his world. I wanted to give him everything he wanted. Um, and it took me a while to, under, it took me a while to understand that yeah, I wasn't going to be his favorite person or his favorite parent at the time, and that was okay. He just needed to know that I loved him. Um, and I knew that in time he'd be able to see what a healthy relationship looked like between a parent and a child. And that's not being his best friend. You know, he has lots of those. It, my job was to definitely be his parent. I know one of my challenges was I have three boys and just trying to divide up my time and trying to give each one of them enough time and trying to figure out how each one of them were different and they had different strengths and weaknesses and trying to figure out how I could really parent each one of them best. When we think about parenting, I think there's a lot of different parenting styles that are out there, permissive, legalistic, fear-based, helicopter parents, too involved, not involved enough. And I want you to take a moment and kind of think about what type of parent have you been or that you want to become? Or maybe think about how you were parented. And maybe your parent was kind of worked around the fear-based or maybe they were the helicopter parent or maybe they were too involved or not involved enough. And I want you to kind of think about some of the strengths and weaknesses of each one of those styles. Uh, Eli was a priest in the Bible and we see him talked about in 1 Samuel chapter 2. He was a very successful priest, but he had two boys that were rebellious. Uh, actually, 1 Samuel uh, 2.12 calls them worthless men. And, and what we see is that uh, they had stole from the Lord's altar and committed acts of sexual immorality. Uh, they were uh, just uh, letting, uh, committing sin after sin. And if you look in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we see that Eli just kind of let it go. Uh, he, he didn't do anything about it. Well, eventually the Lord gets mad and he actually judges Eli and his sons for this. And so even though Eli was a really good priest in a lot of ways, he wasn't a very good father. And I read stories like that and it reminds me that parenting is scary. Uh, am I going to miss, mess up my kid? Uh, how have my experiences and the way that I was raised, how is that impacting my parenting? 
Uh, some of you are looking back right now and you see your failures and you wish that you would have handled situations a little bit differently. Guess what? Me too. Sonia too. We're not perfect parents uh, being up here today. We've messed up. And so you're going to mess up. And, and Tony, uh, Toby Slough says this, we are doing the best we can with what we have. We're doing the best we can with what we have. And so what that reminds me of is even when we fail as parenting, God is still working in our kid's life. He, he's still working in your child's life. You're not parenting alone. Andy Stanley says, direction determines destination. Have you ever thought about the goal of parenting? Is it for our children to be independent, to have good life skills, to discover what they love, um, definitely to come to know Christ? You know, we want them to be hardworking and have integrity. And I think all of these things are great, but something that's important that is sometimes overlooked is parenting with a relationship in mind. You know, we can focus on all of these other things, but without a relationship, are we really making a difference in our kids' lives? In Matthew 22, starting at verse 37, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. So a goal that parents should consider is helping their children love God, but also love people. In the seasons of parenting that we're going to discuss in a few minutes, we should keep in mind that a healthy or building a healthy relationship should be the foundation of our parenting. Now, parenting uh, with the relationship in mind doesn't mean being your kid's best friend, like I mentioned. It doesn't mean creating a codependent relationship. It does mean creating a safe space for your child. Uh, for one, they can come and talk to you so they feel comfortable with you and they know that they can depend on you. They need to know that you're there for them. It does mean creating time for intentional relational building. And Sonia mentioned some seasons in parenting, and, and today we're going to cover especially the first two, and then we'll cover the other two on Father's Day. But as we look at some seasons in parenting, and there's the caregiving stage, basically from birth to, to five years old, and then there's the training age from about six to 12, and then there's the coaching phase in the teenage years, 13 to 18, and then you become a consultant. And then I'd say there's a bonus stage of grandparenting, and that's a whole new phase, an exciting phase from what I hear. Uh, and then there's another stage, another bonus stage. Your children begin to parent you, and, you, and they become your caregiver. And so I guess it's a kind of a reminder for us to be nice to our kids mm -hmm. uh, because eventually they're going to be taking care of us. And so when we look at the caregiving phase, this is a time that parents feed and bathe and change diapers. And, and sometimes it's like a phase that seems like it will last forever. Yet after it passes, sometimes you wish you could go back to that phase. You lack sleep and it seems like the house is just always a mess. I, I would nickname this season the interruption season because it seems like the kids are always interrupting you uh, during this time. And you learn to multitask and it's just hard to get things done. It's also a season that involves discipline. And, and now I know sometimes we have this negative image of discipline. And, and there are no doubt that parents and authority figures have abused discipline. And some of you are raised in a household where discipline were, was used to harm instead of actually for a tool for teaching. Yet healthy discipline can be beneficial. We look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. It says, For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few, for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us, so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. 
Uh, discipline is not fun for the kid. It's not fun for the parent. I never took joy in it. It took a lot of energy and emotion. Um, but we also know that discipline is needed in our kids. And children can begin to understand that there will always be some kind of authority in their life, whether that be parents or teachers or coaches or bosses. They need to understand that there's consequences for doing good and bad. I was reminded of the three D's in discipline. Uh, something that Julie and I tried to do on a regular basis is we tried to have discipline for disobedience, dishonesty, and disrespect. We tried to have uh, discipline for disobedience, dishonesty, and disrespect. And it's important for us to be consistent uh, with our discipline, also as we're setting boundaries with our kids, and also uh, as we're giving caregiving. Sandra Stanley in her book, Parenting, Getting It Right, talks about the importance of teaching your children how to restore relationships that they've damaged from the actions uh, that may have consequences, good and bad. And, and she and Andy Stanley tell about how they went out one night and they uh, had a babysitter come over and they came home and they said, hey, how are the kids? And the babysitter said, well, not so good. Well, the next morning she wakes the kids up she has them write a card. She takes them to the store, uh, takes their allowance and buys flowers. And then on top of that, they marched into the church where the babysitter worked and went to her cubicle and presented her with flowers and a card. And so they learned very quickly uh, that there was going to be consequences for bad behavior when relationships uh, were uh, were damaged and so even though this was embarrassing and uh, it was something that was important for them to learn I know with my kids sometimes they would fight back and forth back and forth all the way to school and so sometimes when they get out of the truck I'd have them hold hands all the way into the front of the school door and I wanted them I, I didn't wasn't just trying to embarrass them but I was trying to get them to understand hey we're family we are going to get along one way or the other whether you want to or not you know, here's a mistake that some parents make. They never get out of the caregiving phase. They keep on doing everything for their child, and, and they do things for their children that their child should be doing. And if, if parents aren't careful, they're going to be a caregiver into their uh, uh, child's adult years. And if you try to be a caregiver for a child beyond a certain amount of time, you may lose the relationship with your child, especially in adulthood. I know several parent-adult-child uh, relationships where the child, where, where, where the adult child says, my parents are too intrusive and they walk away from the relationship. And so it's important for us to stay in that caregiving phase for that small amount of time. But eventually we want to move into that next season, that season of training. And during this season, the season of training, again, between the ages of five and 12, the purpose at this stage is to nurture a love for God and others in the hearts of our kids, right? So while parents apply consequences in the discipline stage, in this stage our kids are learning the natural consequences of their choices, the choices that they make. So there's this is a season that um, of teaching, preparing our kids to be adults. So you're no longer doing, you are training. You're teaching them responsibility. Um, examples would include things like washing their clothes, washing dishes, um, teaching them how to clean their rooms and their restrooms, and how to take care of a pet, etc. But on a relational level, you're teaching your children to make eye contact, to shake hands, to be polite, to ask questions, not to interrupt. We know how they like to do that. Help our kids express emotions in a healthy way and help them work through conflict. 
And if you talk to any athlete, they'll tell you how vital it is that they train on a daily basis. And as parents, isn't it our job to prepare our kids for adulthood? So I think that these training years um, help our kids learn skills and values that they need to succeed. Um, it makes me think of Jesus and how he was with his disciples, loving them, teaching them, preparing them, and then sending them off into the world to share the gospel. And even though that they didn't always understand some of the things that Jesus said or some of the things that he taught, they loved him, and they trusted him, and they respected him. And I think all these are things that develop from building a meaningful relationship. In each one of these seasons, we need to keep the relationship in mind. And so how do we build relationships with our, with our children? Um, this, I, I think this goes beyond just parenting. I think this is a universal relationship principle. I, I think it comes down to time. There's no verse in the Bible that says, spend time with your children. But we do see principles in the Bible that point us to Jesus, or, watch, or seeing how Jesus invested and spent time with his disciples and other people. And time is love. And not all time is created equal. You can be with your child and not necessarily be spending time with them. You can be physically present, but there's been times that I've been physically present with my kids, but my mind was on something else. It might be something going on at church, or I might be thinking about sports, or whatever the case may be. And, and so what our kids really need from us and what relationships, the relationships that we're in, they need time, but we also need to be present during this. One of the things that amazes me about Jesus is, despite everything he was doing, he seemed to always be present. He had time for people. And speak, speaking strictly from a developmental standpoint, the beneficial impact of kids spending time with their parents is massive. Studies have focused uh, or shown that kids have improved mental health, they perform better academically, they have higher self-confidence, reduced stress, and even longer life expectancy by simply spending time with their parents. You know, one of the hardest parts of parenting is not saying yes to everything and creating margin in our families. And that's one of the things that we see in our culture is that when our kids want to do something or uh, we say we want to say yes to everything because we want them to be involved. But one of the best things that you can do for your family is actually creating margin and, and being prepared to say no to some things. You may have to say no to, to a party or maybe even something at church. You may have to say no to, to uh, doing every sporting activity. Because every time that you say yes, it's creating more something for your family to do and it robs you of time. And so I want to encourage you to remember that your time with your kids are, is limited. And we can, there will only be in the house for so long and we want to make the most of it. 